What a way to welcome our guests, Will. I like it. <laughs> um, and our, we have two very special guests this week. We have, uh, both returning guests, we have Robin. Hey! Who has returned from, from I don't know, wherever you were, the raft. Welcome back. And victim uh, yes, of the snap, I think. Yes, yeah. I got blipped. Uh, yeah. You got blipped. Oh. Uh, you're returning five years later. <laughs> And actually, that timeline probably about adds up. And Alan, woo! Phase is good. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you. Right, so I've got quite a bit of news this week. Well, not a ton. There's some weird little things. Um, but I'm going to go into some news. So uh, Marvel have confirmed that they there will be a... Well, there's, there's been confirmation there will be a Marvel panel on the Saturday night at San Diego Comic-Con in Hall H. Hopefully this means... You know, phase four, phase four, phase four. Please, Marvel, please, please. You didn't put it at the end of the re-released Endgame. Please give it to us. That's all we want. Phase four, four, we promise we won't make it connected to Tony Stark in any way. We'll we'll, we'll really work on it this time. (laughs) (laughs) It will be uh, all connected to uh, Tony Stank instead. (laughs) There's <laughs> alter ego. Just the uh, Happy Hogan multiverse. Aww, <laughs> love Happy Hogan. Oh my god, and he'll eat cheeseburgers and I'll cry. Okay, uh, uh, the Ghost Rider Hulu series is going ahead. Uh, they have just hired um, Dave Blass as the production designer. He was also the production designer on Preacher and Constantine. Constantine, I only saw like two episodes, but Preacher I watched, and you know, good looking show. So that's cool. Uh, and about another TV series, it's not Marvel related, but I thought you guys might be interested. Um, the the guy who designed the opening credits of Jessica Jones is David Mack, who is a comic book um, writer and artist. Who So he did the opening credits of Jessica Jones. He does a lot of Jessica Jones covers for the comics. He also did all the paintings done by Oscar uh, in Jessica Jones season two. Um, his other uh, comic book series he's famous for is Kabuki that he did, I think, with Image Comics, and that is being developed into a TV series at Sony, which is oh, very cool. I thought cool. there was a uh, line of clothing by Kim Kardashian. Oh, <laughs> probably. Oh, gross. Kabuki is awesome, though. Detour for a second. <laughs> yeah, where, where are we going for a detour, Will? Take our hands. Take it. Are we going back to the big gay gay boat ride? Yes, we're going back to the big gay boat ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, aye. Right, queens. <laughs> um, have you seen the trailers for Simone Missick's new show? 
Uh, no, what is it? I'll probably never, I don't know if I'll watch it because she's a judge. It's like a CBS show. It's probably a procedural, but she looks really hot in that judge's oh, really? robe. <gasps> oh. <laughs> you have to pull up the. Well, you had me at Simone Mizek. I'm like, yeah. yes. Nice. Okay. I'll put a little link on the Facebook. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I have to check it out. Um, and then obviously, one other little bit of news and then a big bit of news. Um, so, the little bit of news is that according to rumours lately, um, rumours say that the Marvel Netflix shows might come off of Netflix, as in the ones that are already on there, and maybe going to Hulu, as in the back episodes. The reasoning behind this is apparently there's a Netflix original series called Chelsea. I have no idea what the show is, uh, if any of you guys know. And um, that has just been bought out by a different network, and all the... Um, back episodes have gone from Netflix as well and are also moving over. So people think that if they do reboot these characters on Hulu, then all the back episodes will go as well. So it's not really big news because I kind of assume that would happen, but that's something obviously to be aware of that might make me cancel my Netflix subscription, maybe. Mm. Um, so, and then obviously the big news for this week is the release of Spider-Man Far From Home. Has everyone seen it? Yes. yes. Everyone, yeah. just just Except me. Except for you. Claire. Except for me, I have not seen it. Oh. I had the choice of going to see that or going to see Midsummer, the new Ari Aster horror film. Um, but it would be watching it at like nine pm, and I was like, I can't watch a Spider Man film at nine pm. It's got to be a horror film. So I went to see Midsummer <laughs> instead, and it was very good, very good. So I have not seen it. However, I have been spoiled on so much stuff because everyone assumes I've seen it and messages me and goes, Hey, wasn't it nuts when this happened? And I'm like, <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks. Cheers for that. Also, I keep I'm still being spoiled on Jessica Jones season three, which I haven't seen all of. Listeners, oh. please stop messaging me about it. <laughs> Save me some in surprises. My, in my defence, since I accidentally spoiled something on the last <laughs> Daredevil, yeah. I stopped after episode seven. Yes, you've been very well behaved, Alan. Yeah. You get a cookie. In fairness, <laughs> I subscribe to Netflix, HBO Nordic. Uh, Amazon Prime Video and Viaplay, so I don't have time to look at all the genre <laughs> shows I've access to. So not watching all. Although I thought I realised on Monday, oh crap, I have to record in a week. I haven't seen Anne Jessica Jones. I'm gonna have to put a load of it in. This is gonna be an effort. Of two episodes, and I was like, oh, stop. <laughs> it's good. it's very very good. There is too much task. TV on at the moment. Like too many good shows I want to watch. Like my list of shows to check out at the moment is insane. I just feel like there's so much good stuff. It's crazy. I, I'm only one episode in Cloak and Dagger season two, and the whole thing's sitting on my HBO. I, I, I'm still on episode uh, season one. I still haven't watched any more of it, unfortunately. I, I was going to add that there's still rumors that Cloak and Dagger will be crossing over with Runaways. They still haven't confirmed it, mm. but it, they keep talking about it um, online. Uh, That'd be so, so cool. Keep us posted, it, it, Tammy. It really, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited if that happens. I hope so. I, I, I want to see the reaction to the dinosaur. To the yeah, dinosaur? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Uh, well, that makes me excited that there's yeah. a dinosaur. Uh, yeah, so I, hopefully I will have my thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home next week. But did you guys enjoy it? Yes. Yes. I yes, saw Friday with four friends and then I brought the girlfriend to it today nice. in IMAX, three rows from the front. I saw it yesterday. I especially like the part where Jessica Jones kills Nick Fury. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, Without smiling, I liked the 
the second after credit sequence. I know about about both the after credit sequences. I have been spoiled. One of them I kind of knew before because it was rumored, and um, I was very excited about uh, about a certain cameo um, by an actor. Yeah, Topher um, Grace, really. Yeah, I was so surprised that Topher oh, Grace's yeah. Venom came wow. back. I mean, like I was like, yeah, he came back and he was like, I'm back, baby. Yeah. It's like Topher Grace, what's going on? Um, yeah, so I will see it this week. Um, I uh, I did, however, have a bit of a Spider-Man week, as Tammy knows, because the day after the film came out, I actually went and had drinks with Tom Holland. So that was interesting. Oh, so I haven't seen Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man movie, but I did see Spider-Man this week. Um, and bless him, he was... Oh, it was the day that I, w- I was actually sitting at the theater waiting for Spider-Man to start, <laughs> and Claire's messaging me that she's sitting with Tom Holland yeah. having drinks with him. And I'm like, it was very surreal, even not thinking <laughs> that. I was like, wait, you're doing what? And I'm like in the theater about to watch him. This is weird. And I should say, this wasn't like just drinks with Tom Holland. That makes it sound like we were on a date or something. Um, I was <laughs> chatting with it, which we were not. <laughs> Hold the press. Um... Uh, I was having um, uh, drinks with his uh, one of his brothers, who I know, and the other one of the other brothers joined us, and then Tom also joined us because he'd literally just got back from the press tour um, with his brother because his brother films everything. So I think they just got back from um, from Seoul and um, were both very tired and probably didn't want to talk about Spider Man anymore. So we didn't talk about it, mm. um, you know. But he was very he was a very sweet guy. Um, we talked about movies a bit. Um, yeah, like really nice guy. Um, but yeah, it was kind of nice meeting him. I've been neighbours with him for like ten years, so finally met him. Weirdly, the day after Spider Man came out. <laughs> so yeah, so that was cool. So How close to the home were you already when you met him? Uh, just down, uh, down the road. Oh, <laughs> look, he has a ten. Yeah, I didn't even get that. I'm so tired. We were not far from home. It was like. It was like a real, it was like a real homecoming with how close we were, uh, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a real neighborhood Spider-Man thing, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man thing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he has a tendency to to say on t- on on public television where he lives, so <laughs> you know, it's kind of not a secret. But I won't I won't say it here just in case. Um, but uh, I can tell you guys later. Um, so let's talk about this week's episode. So we are talking about episode six and yeah. seven of <laughs> Jessica Jones season three. Uh, episode six is called Sorry Face. And the description, bear with me one moment while I open Den of Geek. Why are you laughing, Tammy? <laughs> Just sorry face. Sorry face. I like it. Well, fun. in my notes, I have when Salinger said to Eric, he's like, is that your sorry face? I wrote, no, that's its sexy face. <laughs> Because I'm totally crushing on Eric, by the way, guys. He's so hot. Oh, uh, young David Morrissey? He so looks like David Morrissey. Oh, or Liam Neeson. He looks like a mix of the yeah. two. Yeah. Well, they all kind of look the same. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So episode six is Sorry Face. As the police sift through the gruesome crime scene, Jessica and Trish race to find Salinger's latest captive. This was written by Jesse Harris and directed by Tim Lacofano. Lacofano, I believe. I'm going to own it. I don't do words. Uh, and episode seven is called, aka the double half Whoppinger, Whoppinger, uh, written by Nancy Wan and directed by Larry Tang. Jessica and Trish go on a road trip to dig into Salinger's past and unearth a horrifying discovery. 
So let's talk about our girl, our girl Jess first, because you know she's she's the main one. Um, and I will say before we go, have you, Robin, have you watched the whole series? No, I just watched right up to uh, whopping her. <laughs> nice. I've seen yeah. like the next episode, and that's that's it. So I'm still. Uh, I haven't. You haven't. You've been, yeah. both been very good, very good uh, little defenders, listeners. Awesome. I like it. <laughs> okay. So we first see Jessica uh, at the crime scene where the police are removing all the little body parts from the tank. Um, and we get the voiceover. She says that her mum would have loved it because exposing Salinger as the stuff of heroes, it's what Alicia wanted. And maybe Jessica wants it too. So we're definitely getting that, that theme this season of, you know, what it takes to be a hero, you know, Jessica kind of versus Trish, their methods, that kind of thing. Yeah. And we get everyone's favourite detective, Costa, um, she gives him Salinger's address. Um, you, you know that's Milo's dad, right? Have you talked about this already? Who's Milo? Milo Ventimiglia. Is it? Is it? Yeah. I didn't. Know, I didn't know you were on first name terms with him. I was like Milo. Milo. Who? <laughs> you know. Yeah, a little Milo V. <laughs> little Milo V. <laughs> Miley V. <laughs> I had no idea that was his dad. He looks nothing like him. <laughs> Oh, I forget what his first name is. I uh, thought Milo Milo's dad was uh, was uh, Sylvester Stallone in the Rocky films. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it, they do look quite alike. But, uh, Peter Ventimiglia. Oh, oh, I've never oh, wait, even picked up on that. Maybe I'm wrong. You know what? Edit this up. <laughs> I saw Ventimiglia. I don't know why. I'm going to look it up. It must be a relation. You saw Ventimiglia and were like, that. he must be related. His, his older brother. Him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, they don't look alike, but that would be cool if that's his dad. Aw. <laughs> Who knows? I'm We're completely lost. Start, and I've com- now that that's his dad. That's it. <laughs> I'm happy with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll start a new, uh, new rumor. We'll own it. Like, Claire's owning that name she tried to pronounce. His, <laughs> his name is John Ventimiglia. And, uh, and I, I just, I guess I naturally assumed that he was his yeah, but, but he, played, he played Artie Bucko in uh, Sopranos. Did you know, Robin, that Will and Don Johnson have the same surname? So Don Johnson is Will's dad. Did you know that? He's my daddy. He's <laughs> <laughs> my dad. Oh. Uh, so meets, uh, or Jessica meets Trish in the car. Um uh, and Jessica says no to Trisha's request of going into Salinger's apartment before the cops go there. And it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't do that, Trish, don't do that. Uh, and then Dorothy texts her um, and uh, Jessica worries about Trish, that Trish is having too much fun being a superhero. I like to see her and Costa kind of cooperated a little bit because he just dropped the name list for her to find. Oh, I love him. Yeah. When he does that later, yeah. he's so, I love him so much. I hope nothing happens to him. He better, he better survive the season. I'll be very sad. Oh, I don't know about that. He is so set up to be <laughs> just completely murdered and uh, break just... Uh, at the end, it's guaranteed to happen. I want, I'm worried know. that Burger Boy is going to die. I'm like, no, Burger Boy. I thought, oh, what's his name was going to die? I can't remember his name now. In the Punisher, he was in Punisher last season. Um, oh, which guy? The detective. Well, I'm blanking on his name right now. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I can't think of his name either. <laughs> I know who you mean. 
<laughs> I can't think of his name. We didn't do a proper episode episodes on Punisher, so like all their names have just gone out of my head, you know. Yeah. Um, so Jessica goes home and sees Malcolm. Jessica is worried about Barry, so Malcolm goes to look for her. Um, and then Jessica calls Eric, and that's when she finds out that Salinger has him, and uh, mm-hmm. and she's off to find him because she loves him. Because he makes, oh he makes nice burgers. I, I, I'm not sure Jessica's capable of love. <laughs> <gasps> of course she is. Aww. In my uh, uh, Googling of the Ventimiglia uh, family tree, <laughs> yes. I totally missed that as we cruised by the, the train yard scene. But, uh, I mean, one thing, it looks like Jessica's wearing a little heart on her shirt. <laughs> it's a blood stain, but it looks like it's heart-shaped. It's right <laughs> over the middle of her chest. She's like, I heart murder, murder crime scenes. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, Maybe she's going to stab me in the heart to kill me. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing like, a part on her chest, I guess. I don't know. I, I am super amazed by the way she didn't beat up that doctor for the spleen jokes. Oh, Dr. Spleen, I hope he comes back. <laughs> I liked, I kind of wanted Gillian to make a spleen joke later when she gives her the little antibacterial oh, hand gel. Yeah. I know. She, she wouldn't, though. I just yeah. want more spleen jokes, you know. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. The other one, the, the, the train yard, mm-hmm. when um, you know Trish is, well, like, are you covering the whole voice text thing in Trish's segment here? No, yeah, you can. You can go for it now. It's fine. Oh, okay. Well, well, Trish's voice text to her mom is like, "Cover for me," but she never says "send," and she just continues to talk to Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the whole conversation. Like translating every single thing that she's saying. I'm like, I'm That's like, why is Trish just type? I don't, I, you know, it's just a short text. I'm like, type, stop using your voice thing. Yeah. I'm because like, it's discouraging the kids from texting and driving. Oh, I guess, but they shouldn't be using their phone while driving at all. Put maybe that phone away. Maybe it'll come back into play later in the season when like Salinger takes control of Trish's car and starts texting Jess to come meet him somewhere. <laughs> it, could be, it could be like, why would they put that kind of technology in there without? Yeah, it's kind of weird because you never, we've not seen her do it before. Kind of odd. Yeah. Uh, so this is when uh, Jessica tries to sneak in Salinger's building, but is caught by Costa. Um, he says that Salinger switched the album behind the bureau, so obviously there's no evidence for that. But this is when we find out that there was eight people in the album, but they only found seven bodies. So Jessica wants to trade the photos for the names to track the eighth victim, but Costa says no, but secretly leaves her the list. And I wrote a little heart because I, I love him. Yeah, he's just like, doo, doo, doo. how dare you? How dare you ask me? Totally, here you go. Yeah, I'm totally on your side. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't ask him in front of the uni, you know, like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> secretly, it's, it's like... Oh, look, I seem to have dropped this vital piece of evidence. I really hope Jessica doesn't pick it up and see it there. Large neon sign. <laughs> I love it. What if she totally missed it? And then he's like... <laughs> and then if she's... Like, nothing happens. Yeah, I know. And he's like, I totally left it there for you, Jessica. What? It would it would I mean, it would have been better if it had blown away in the wind and then sort of slapped against the side window. <laughs> Of the car with Trish in the car. Or she had to, Jessica, yeah, it blew, blew away in the wind. And Jessica had to chase it down yeah. the road in front of all the cars. <laughs> and, of course, Trish, Trish, was Trish anywhere near there at that point? I think she was in the car, wasn't she? I don't know. She could have, she could have done super agile. Oh, no, no, Trish appears because Jessica called her. Um, so she kind of appears around the corner. So well, Jessica, Jessica, like, sneezed at the wrong moment and missed the... <laughs> that would have just ruined the whole episode <laughs> it would have 
I kept never asking at this point, like, why doesn't like we're? I mean, this this villain is so like low stakes, you know, as compared what? to like someone. Oh God, come on, killer. I mean, yeah, but it's just like I don't know. It's, I'm like thinking this is last season, Jessica Jones. Like, I want her to go up against somebody like, you well, know, like Doctor like, Doom. Uh, maybe not Doctor Doom, but somebody. I don't know. Maybe even somebody has superpowers. That'd be that'd be great. Um, I really but, like her going up against him because I feel like it's it's more of a Moriarty situation. It's like wits as much as she can't just beat him with brute force, and I like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, it's much better than she mom. Had to, like hide the body somewhere. She beat him with brute force. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was questioning she, she like really why could just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just questioning why like he doesn't she doesn't. Say like uh, Eric is kidnapped. Here's something you can arrest him for. <laughs> you know? Because if like, then Eric would have to testify, and as Eric yeah. said, he would then have to testify as to how he found mm-hmm. Salinger, which would mean that he would have to testify that he blackmailed Salinger, and then Eric could go to prison. Why even bring any of that up? Like yeah, because they'd be like, how do you how do you know he's a serial killer? Because they'd have to. Because then, how would Take she it. know that he's been kidnapped by Salinger? Because he gave, he called him her. No, Here, no. This address and and they're 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 uh you know instead of uh Jessica and and Trish busting in there, send the police in there. And uh, I mean maybe it's just like he's wor- she's worried that you know the police are going to screw this up. Maybe I guess, but I don't know. It's like we're constantly looking for a reason to take this douchebag down. <laughs> yeah. Like and it's like he's kidnapped somebody. Like that's that's. That's a, that's a big crime. <laughs> but, well, what I will say is less of a Moriarty vibe, but if you've been watching Sherlock, I get more of a Mycroft vibe of him. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He's got Mycroft's like arrogance Maybe, maybe it resembles Mark Gatt. It could be that, but I think... <laughs> I, he's, I look at him thinking, where do I know this guy from? Look through the on day. Nope. Haven't seen any of that. I don't think I've seen him in anything before. This guy. I mean, he's been in House of Cards, but I kind of gave up on that after season two. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. So, I saw him in Russian Doll. That's where I know him from. Oh, was he a creep in that as well? We're, we're talking about Salinger, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a total creep in Russian Doll. Yes. <laughs> he just has a creep look. Like, I don't yeah. think a guy could probably play, like, the nice guy next door. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, like, going to be the next Tom Hanks. No. Mm. So, Jessica... Um, has worked out who the eighth victim is. They just don't have a name. Um, and Jessica is frustrated with Trish's eagerness. And I wrote, so are we all. So are we all, show. Yeah. So say we all. Yeah. And she's Sorry, I suddenly be- had, a, had a thought of Salinger yelling at Jessica, you are not a hero! <laughs> <laughs> like, she's Buzz Lightyear. Never mind. Sorry, the Tom Hanks thing. I'm Toy Story, Toy Story 4, by the way. So good. So good. Yeah. Loved it. Really fun. Loved it so much. Fun. Yeah. Uh, and um, this is when Jessica is, uh, Dorothy's there as well, who thinks that they might be a couple, Trish and Jessica. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I won't say the line because it might be someone's quote. <laughs> Uh, and Jessica's going to reveal to Dorothy that Trish has powers I think she's just pissed off with Trish at this point and to do that she chucks Trish out the window (laughs) she does say say it first then throws Trish out the window no she says I've seen you land out of window but she doesn't go 
I'm going to chuck you out the window. I, if I was Trish, I wouldn't approach the window then at that point. I'd be like, I'd be a bit wary. But she's like, yeah, out you go. I loved it. It was great. Was so funny. We've, wanted, we've all wanted Trish to be thrown out a window this season. So oh, <laughs> we're, yeah. everyone's good with it. <laughs> yeah, we need to chuck Malcolm out now, except he wouldn't survive. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many lives does she have left? Yeah. She's like a cat woman. She's going to be like, I've got eight lives left. Whatever she says at the end of Batman Returns. I haven't seen that film in a long time. Saved by Kitty Litter. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Jessica breaks into... She just breaks into Malcolm's. She just breaks in and then is like, oh, why are you here? And he's like, this is where I live. Like, why are you breaking into my house? And is going to try and find out who this uh, last victim is. Um, and uh, talks to Malcolm a little bit about how Eric got a read on him and what's going on with him. Malcolm says, I grew up. It's like, mm, Malcolm, we'll talk about you later, buddy. Got issues with you. Uh, and we find out this eighth victim is Casper Marks, who is a chef and he's still alive. And we off, So she goes off to see him and he's torching some tent. What is he making? He's torching like ten- tentacles or something in his restaurant. Maybe. Oh, gosh. I know. He's got like a little tiny like creme brulee blowtorch blow, blow and he's like torching octopus tentacles and I was like, Well Salinger's right, you are a shitty chef, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Probably burnt his steak as well with your little torch. Uh so what do you think of this guy? I think he should have leaned more into a guy Fieri vibe. I you know. thought that that's what they were I thought that's what they were going for. Going for, but yeah. he didn't white do it. So I tried to take Salinger to Flavortown, but uh, he just wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't interested. No. <laughs> I am amazed that he didn't like realise at any point that this wasn't just like <laughs> kinky foreplay. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So then like, you know, then he tied me up and then he like had a knife to my throat and I thought this is kinky. And then like he murdered me and I was like, well, you know, I'm into it. Like, this is kinky, whatever. <laughs> I was like, dude, come on. Yeah. I don't know. I was quite I was quite surprised by that. But because of that, this is how we uh, we find out about where the kitchen is that Eric is being held. Uh, because also we find out as well, which is in line with Salinger, that he got angry with Casper because um, he thought Casper was a fake because he's a Michelin star chef, but he cooked him a bad steak and therefore he thought he was a fake. And he hates yes. fakes. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, ah, man, he's like, you're... I, Maybe one speech of this would be enough, but, man, he just goes on. He's so, like, let me talk to your manager. Like, he's just, like, that kind of guy. He's just, like, so uh, so douchey. It's, like, I don't know. Oh, I yeah. T- oh. Mm-hmm. Worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Eric is obviously tied up at Salinger's. We'll go over uh, Eric and Salinger a bit later. Uh, Jessica bursts in and uh, to rescue Eric and I had little hearts in my eyes I was like oh they're so cute and she and Trish do a little tag team and manage to knock Salinger out and then smile at each other and I was like oh they're enjoying working together maybe they can be a tag team they really need somebody that can see in the dark in the segment and all of a sudden in comes Trish I was like yes (laughs) okay guys so what if um, you're watching uh, Game of Thrones the episode The Long Night where no one can see shit and then Trish runs in to kill the Night King because she's the only one who can see what was going on. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'd actually rather Trish sit next to me watching the episode going, okay, so um, it looks like this rock here coming. Um, 
<laughs> oh, I just saw Jamie Lannister. So you see uh, that 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 kind of blob in that black blob on black there? Yeah, that was Jamie Lannister. Yeah, that's what's happening. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, projector. Apparently, someone told me that they watched um, uh, they watched it when it's been put on. You know, it's now available to stream. You know, like a month later or whatever it was, and they have made it a lot lighter. <laughs> So they have actually lightened it, I think, because of all the complaints, which is kind of interesting. Oh, they should have left it the way it was. <laughs> they should have. I'm like, just at least own it. Seeing as they yeah. were, like, you know, doubling down on it, then they've kind of, I don't know, they should have just left it. So Jessica's in the 15th precinct chatting with Costa, and they find out that the bodies in the tank are clean. There's none of Salinger's DNA. There's no evidence. There's no fingerprints. Um, so they can't charge him with any of it at the moment they can only hold him on trespassing <laughs> which yeah it's not good uh kidnapping too but you know whatever <laughs> they can't hold him on it there's no evidence uh, i mean just a guy tied to a chair i don't understand they, they, they saved him and it's like okay call the cops in or yeah. no take eric and get out of here like she doesn't want to get eric involved i think yeah. You know. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think it's like if they say that, then Salinger will say, "Yeah, I kidnapped him because he was blackmailing yeah. me." And they they really like are pushing on this whole idea that they don't want him to be like he's gonna. I mean, I, I don't know how blackmail charges work, but yeah. apparently, if if you're a blackmailer, then you're going you're away. You're the worst. Like, yeah, you're like the yeah. worst, which is like pretty <laughs> insane to me, but. They make it seem like you're going to get practically life in prison. <laughs> you're going to be put with all the serial killers. Yeah, yeah, like that's the way they make it sound, at least on this yeah. show. It's like, he's just the worst. You're going to be put on the raft with, you know, with Thanos. <laughs> Blackmailers, serial killers, they're the And they're people the who talk at the theatre. To quote yes. Shepherd Book. <laughs> okay, well I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And lawyers. Um, no. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Getting just lawyers. that they yeah, and lawyers, Matt Murdoch's. Like, I mean I mean as a character, he can't spend any time in prison. He really can. But no. right. they they just make it seem like even even more so, I think. I think as well you're yeah. right that Salinger will just bring up the blackmailing. And yeah. and yeah. he's the kind of guy that has probably kept evidence that he was being blackmailed. Yeah, that's true. And he's so smart that he'll probably be able to link it to uh, Eric. Um, yeah, because I was going to say, like, Salinger's not the only one who can say, he's lying, you know, or she's lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric can say it too, but of course, yeah, Salinger, probably, there's probably some sort of text message that he saved or yeah. some sort of yeah, because he, his fingerprint. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Eric is not smart enough to no. do that. No out his fingerprints on them somehow. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, you got to love it since we're on Challenger. The moment that you see uh, Hogarth come out to talk to the press with Challenger, the expression oh, yeah. on Jessica's face is just like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about Jerry as well, because... Jerry! Um, they also Jerry. say in this scene... <laughs> Jerry! <laughs> they say in this scene that the DA passed on the case... And I wrote in my notes, is the DA still Blake Tower? I can't remember. I think he's still the DA, isn't he? Because of Daredevil Season 3. I think he is. So I was like, damn you, Blake Tower. They and damn you, Jerry. They Karen Page. Yeah, well, when they talk about the new bulletin later, I was like, Ugh. I was expecting her to show up. I was like, no. Uh, well, I like Karen. Uh, you, can ha- you can have her. 
<laughs> Somebody should, so go ahead. We kicked her out of Vermont. We don't want her back. I wish I like. I wish I liked Karen because I love the, the actress so much. Yeah. I love the actress, but I hate the character so much with a passion. Even, um, even that, even that episode dedicated to her. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that one was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the white girl dancing part, that episode was tough. <laughs> I mean, it, it started our our new podcast up, so that was that's the <laughs> that's my only takeaway from that episode. Yes, we we our our, our loathing of Karen is so much that we <laughs> it inspired us to start a whole new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much we loathe Karen Page. <laughs> oh, that's that podcast would be absolutely true true crime, a deadly serious podcast, everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> like redheads. Okay. So um, the next time we see Jessica is when she uh, enters uh, Jerry's and wants to know how to make stuff stick to Salinger using Eric, um, but make it so he won't get uh, he'll get immunity. And Jerry's like, well, even if you get the best lawyer. Um, He'll still probably get a year. And Jessica's like, no, my love, who, who will make me burgers and, and love? Uh, so she heads home instead and then... No, he wouldn't. He says, well, she goes back and tells him about the deal, tells him and Trish, and he basically says, no, I can't do it. It would kill me. Yeah. And I was thinking, really? Like a little bit of buzzing? And then you see, but, but then it's like with, where you see what happens with Salinger, Salinger putting his hands, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> realize it was that bad until this episode, that bad yeah. for him until, yeah. I like the way Salinger <laughs> it describes it as well. Doesn't he say, like, you're allergic to. Yeah. He's like, allergic. you're allergic to me. And I like that, that, that he's allergic to a, a lack of empathy. I think that's kind of cool. I really. I really think, you know, they're trying to position Eric as maybe like a, like a superhero, but what do we do with this power kind of thing? I think he could get a good job as a bad guy hype man. Be like, oh, I'm so freaking evil right now. Right, right. And you get up close to him. He's like, oh, my God, yes, you're so evil right now. Ah! I knew it. All right, hype man, go back to your room. <laughs> Thanks. Just wipe this blood out of my eyes. And, <laughs> I, I love Eric. I think he's great. <laughs> Him and Jessica are so cute as well. I like. I'm so more invested in them than her and Oscar, whose name I totally forgot the other day and was like, oh, he's that boring. I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. You know, sorry, Oscar. Uh, so yeah, Trish is obviously not pleased about this this whole thing, um, but Jessica. Uh, Jessica gets a nice little um, little pep talk from Eric because he says he gets who she is. She's a hero. Not to being a hero would be a lie. And she is like aspirin to him. Aww. <laughs> At which point I'm like, Jessica, he's in jail. You're on a time limit. <laughs> Why are you laying down right now? It's time to go prove him, prove him uh, guilty yeah. somehow. There's always you know? time for sexy cuddles, Robin. I guess so. <laughs> That's what they say. At least. That's what they say. I, I, I love when he wakes up and he's looking at Trish. It's kind of like, an, are you an angel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering if they're going to kind of keep it so like she was silhouetted, you know, so he wouldn't know uh, who she is. But I guess that she was happily revealed her identity. I mean, yeah. she's got to get some sort of acknowledgement, you know. God. Hey, I'm, I'm a hero, to too. Say thank you. Yeah. Oh. Even though all the people that said thank you to her in episode two, so much so it was called You're Welcome. Yeah. Trish, get over yourself. Ugh. <laughs> Trish, I'm not I'm not your I'm not a fan. 
Um, so in the next episode, Jessica is watching the precinct, and this is when we see the news van turn up to interview uh, Salinger, and this is when we find out that he's being represented by Hogarth, and Jessica <laughs> almost throws up. She's so horrified. It's, yeah. It, does it? Does it really? I mean, Hogarth is the ultimate pragmatist. Why is Jessica shocked? I think Jessica kind of. I, I don't think she thought of Jerry well, but I think. I think. I think maybe Jessica thinks the same way a little bit that um, that Hogarth's old partner does as well later, where they're just like, "You, why are you doing this? Just why are you doing this? Like, just literally, just why drum up this extra publicity? Just kind of live your life. You haven't got long to live, you know." Mm-hmm. So I think she's kind of shocked by that because. I think Jessica, she knows that they're not friends, but there, there is like a, a familiarity and respect between the two of them. Yeah, and mm. the fact that Jerry kind of crossed this line, I, I think that's what throws Jessica off. I think Jerry being like someone who would go after someone like a Salinger isn't shocking to Jessica. It's the fact that it is Salinger and that Salinger has tried to kill her multiple times. Right. Total betrayal. Total betrayal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. And, and she's all like, you know, like, oh, do process this, and like, oh, you don't take my firm seriously. <laughs> like, shut up, man. You're like, you're you're representing a serial killer. You're the worst. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. She's Jerry is just like she's. I want. I know. <laughs> I want to love Jerry so bad, and I can't when she does shit like. This. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's making it hard to love her. Jerry's got this great. <laughs> Like Jerry would be in, in, in the lead of a great uh, TV drama that definitely does not need to be on Jessica Jones to me, to me, my opinion. But you know, it's it's interesting. But then I'm like, wait, wait, this is Jessica Jones, um, the superhero stuff. Wait, where, where, what's going to happen? How is this even related? But <laughs> well, there's a bit where where, where um, Jerry and Jessica are um, arguing, um, and Jessica says uh, talks to her about. Uh, you know, bad things are gonna ha- bad things happen when you cozy up to maniacs. And I was like, why didn't you mention Wendy? Why didn't you say, you know, like last time your wife died, Jerry? Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that? Well, I because yeah. you were cozying like up that, to Kilgrave. Yeah, I felt like that's what she insinuated with that. Mm. So I I didn't think it had to. Well, at least for me, like it didn't have to be said. I I felt like that's what she was insinuating when she was telling. I guess. Wendy's got a new life in Monterey Bay, drinking wine and advising <laughs> Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. No worries about her. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry did her a favor. <laughs> uh, so Jessica meets Trish at Alias. The phone is ringing off the hook. Poor Jillian is manning multiple calls. I love Jillian so much. Oh, I love yeah. her. She's great. Sure. Uh, and this is when they discuss their new plan. Jessica thinks that maybe Salinger had something to do with his brother's tractor accident in Wappinger Falls. Um, and all I could think of during this whole thing, where because obviously we hear earlier with Salinger saying, oh, yeah, when my brother died, I thought maybe my dad would, would like me, but he didn't. And all I could think of was that film, uh, the what's it, the... the, um, the What's the parody of Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, where there's Robert Patrick as the dad, and he just keeps oh. going, the wrong brother died! <laughs> That's all I could hear in my head. I just wanted him to yeah. turn up. When I heard that dialogue, I was like, oh, you're setting up the next episode, aren't you? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I know it's coming. <laughs> uh, so they're off on a road trip. 
Moving right along. Road trip in like every season of Marvel. Yeah, yeah, there is. Jessica has to confront the horrors of suburbia at least once. Oh, it's so terrible. Small bucolic towns, as she says. Uh, So she goes to the police station to try and find this uh, file on Donnie Salinger's death. Um, Deputy's like, nope, I've seen you on YouTube. Uh -uh. (laughs) No way. Um, so this is when Jessica gets Trish to do a distraction, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. <laughs> so is, I have so it many is quotes. my favorite Trish that I've seen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you can still see Trish internally cringing when she's not oh, being yeah. looked. Oh, I love it. I'm doing this. It's so good. I love it. I feel like they're pretty anti-internet in the season as well. <laughs> They're always like, damn, the internet, like Jerry's problems and some of uh, Jessica's issues are caused by just stuff going viral on the internet. That's true. It's, yeah, it was all like anti-internet. What, what, what a complete asshole uh, Jerry's uh, ex-girlfriends who have forgotten the hobby. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I ripped off my uh, dead daughter's endowment mm-hmm. scholarship thing, so... I'm just going to kill myself and stick it to Jerry Hogarth. Oh, yeah. That guy yeah, he's awful. Asshole. I hate him. If he wasn't already dead, I'd have Jessica go and kill him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Same. he's awful. I need Kith to come back. I miss Kith. Yeah. I wonder if she will come back. Like, they're going to... I mean, we get the thing with Laurent we talk about, but I wonder if, like, Kith will be in it or they're just going to kind of... Did you say you met Kith? I met... You no, met- I miss her. I miss, I miss, oh yeah, I miss <laughs> Kith. Yeah, miss Kith. I miss her. Uh, well, so, are we officially talking about the scene, the scene where Laurent is, is like pretty much like, fuck your bagels. <laughs> I love it. I hate bagels. Laurent smashed. And then flipped him crying and trying to pick them up. Oh, oh I felt so bad for him. Oh, poor Laurent. Uh, So Trish and uh, Jessica hole up in this motel to research through the files. And um, this is when Trish is going on about how she's so frustrated because her life is 90% playing a cover role. And I'm like, shut up, Trish. Shut up. Oh, did you you skip past the part where Malcolm calls and is trying to get permission to use the files and work with that? uh, I have because it's it's Trish and Malcolm. We're going to talk about it. But you can cover it now, Robin. That's right. You can do it now. I, like, wrote down the characters' names. I'm like, okay, where do I put my notes for this character? How do I do this? I, I will say that these two episodes have been the hardest for me to do my notes on. Yeah. The other Sorry. ones, I was able to, like, separate them better, but I feel like these two episodes are so... Yeah, inter- all over the place. ...all characters, yeah. Yeah. Is so we can, we can jump all over the place. It's fine. But, yeah. <laughs> but that was, like, one of the things that really annoyed me about Trish in these episodes was yeah. her oh I'm speaking with her yeah yeah just being like oh I'm speaking with Jessica yeah you can totally have this stuff no no Trish mm. you're the worst you're terrible <laughs> <laughs> you're a Karen <laughs> you've officially you're become a Karen <laughs> don't be a Karen Trish <laughs> <laughs> so Jessica and Trish arrive at Nathan's parents house oh this the dad the dad breaks my heart in these scenes like the both, both the parents but this poor dad oh my god and jessica feels guilty about questioning them um beforehand and this is when we get that that call from malcolm um but when they're in the house this is when we find out about how 
uh, Salinger and Nathan fell out when Nathan started getting offers and they used to invent their own own moves in wrestling which is where we get the title from and the dad is so hopeful that something's going to happen you know like this PI's turned up and they must have been let down so many times before by like the FBI and the police but I just just the fact that he's so hopeful like breaks my heart it, the way they, he told the story, it was as if his son disappeared, and the very next day, Salinger decided, oh, we're going to build this gazebo for you, sir. Well, it's <laughs> the, the day that he anything. disappeared, or yeah, the day yeah. he disappeared, which was strange, yeah. Like, hold on, wait, we're waiting for him to come home. Like, why the memorial already? Yeah. <laughs> you know something I don't? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Well, it, I thought... I, and maybe I misunderstood it, too, because it was, to me, it was very confusing, mm-hmm. but I... I guess the way I figured it is they were already planning on setting up the gazebo. Yeah. yeah. That same day is when Salinger killed him. So he just said, oh, while we're waiting for him to come home, let's go ahead and build this gazebo. And so it ended up being a real easy way for him to hide the body. Because I think at that young age of being in high school, I don't think he thought about what am I doing once I kill this guy? It Mm -hmm. just worked out. Yeah, he didn't just have happened. all of those degrees yet, so he wasn't. No, he didn't have any of. Well, I mean, you know, we don't know what kind of Juki Hauser situation he was in. As far as I know, he didn't have those degrees yet. Can, yeah. can I ask a Jessica question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where we are on the timeline, but okay, so we've seen she can get stabbed, right? Mm-hmm. So why, when she's punching through concrete, isn't she cutting her skin? I think it's concrete. It's soil, isn't it? No, it, 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 I think there was a foundation that she had to actually. I thought you could oh, see stuff breaking apart. I thought I, I thought she was punching the soil to break because the soil would be so compact yeah, under it. Right. I thought she just Pop punched the con- uh, the the soil, and that kind of broke up, and it's easier then to dig it out. I figured. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I figured it was a concrete foundation on the gazebo, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't because I didn't see any concrete, but. I would have thought that, like, lifting that and, you know, everything might have, like, caught, you know, been harder for her seeing was with her stabbing. You know, she's still recovering from that. It wasn't that long ago. But they do they they do kind of seem to have forgotten about her stabbing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's slowly recovering. And, and that, 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 that wonderful Trish moment where she fell in with the cop because the cop's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> pointing the yeah. gun at Jessica and the... She's like, turn that camera off, and I'm thinking, oh, that's not a moment. As oh, soon as Jessica fast, says yeah. about like the gazebo, though, she's like, uh, when was that gazebo built? It's like, oh crap, he's under the gazebo, isn't he? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like a picture of young Salinger with a shovel giving a thumbs up in front yeah. of the yeah. gazebo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty much. Don't look so at they him. thought he just disappeared. I can't. Remember. Yeah. yeah, they thought he disappeared. And what was the thing about a tractor? I don't remember. That was yeah. Salinger's brother. That wasn't this guy. So they thought oh. that Salinger's brother might have been his first victim, but it turns out it was just a tractor accident, or as far okay. as I can tell. they don't. Like, it doesn't seem to be that Ta- Salinger killed him. But then they find out about this guy is um, was on the wrestling team with him and went missing. Trish finds him. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So this guy might be the first. These are different people. Okay. I wasn't paying that close attention. I guess I thought they were the same person, the there's, brother and the guy under the the wrestling team. There's guy. too many victims <laughs> to keep track of. Uh, so yeah. So um, this is when they basically find the body and it's in this bag and it's really sad. Okay. Made me really sad. Um, so please come to take the body away. Oh God. 
I was going to say, it is interesting. So we find out that this is Salinger's first victim who, who he killed when he was a teenager. And then these past seven victims seemingly have been over the last several years. So there's this huge gap that we don't mm. know about. So I just wonder if we're going to learn that he's killed like a bazillion more people. Mm. Yeah, he's only just or, started or, keeping or, these trophies, like these photos. That's a recent thing. Yeah. Or yeah. if you watch Criminal Minds a lot, you'll see a classic serial killer thing is to escalate. Yeah. You know, he kills yeah. one and he it keeps him and he's probably off murdering little small furry animals and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then his victims tend to... And then maybe that kept him until what's referred to in the Marvel Netflix shows as the incident. You know, the Battle for mm-hmm. New York. That might have triggered him. Yeah, maybe. Because he sees all Seeing these heroes and he's yeah. like... And he got he goes off with the chef, and then he decides, you know what, the 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 reverence for that. I mean, I'm assuming Jessica Jones is set post blip. Uh, yeah, I think so, but they, I mean, they're not going to say. We don't know because I don't think any of the Endgame Infinity War stuff happened in the Marvel Netflix universe, unfortunately. <laughs> so maybe that's what maybe that's what kicked them off into murdering people again. Yeah. He was like, I want to be like Thanos. I'm gonna yeah. paint myself purple and get a glove. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the new wow. Thanos. <laughs> him and he just had a fucking purple glove, like <laughs> like a pur- like he's painted his face purple. He painted his face purple and drew little lines down his chin, and he's like, "I'm Thanos now." And you're yeah. like, yeah. "All right, dude, <laughs> okay." <laughs> That'd be kind of great. <laughs> I, I just I just had this random daydream where like Jessica Jones is in her office drinking a whiskey with all her supporting characters, and all of a sudden they all turn to dust, and Jessica pours a shot for herself and a shot for me, who I come out of nowhere and just high five her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your five years. This is gonna be awesome. <laughs> <coughs> Nice. I would, wonder, you, would you keep any of them? <laughs> do you think any of the defenders would have been uh, turned to dust? And if so, who? Oh, Danny, please. For most people <laughs> say Danny. I, think I, I quite like Danny. I especially like season two, but a lot of people seem to really, really hate Danny Rand. Yeah, as long as it's not as long as it's not Ward, yeah. I don't actually mind. <laughs> yeah, that, that explains it. They were all dusted, which is why they never appeared in the final battle of Endgame. Yeah, but everyone else who was dusted appeared in the battle. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, because they all came back. Like Sam and um, who else? T'Challa and all them. They were all dusted. Groot. Damn, that was a wonderful theory which you just (laughs) shattered. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So when we see Jessica in the last scene is when she tracks uh, tracks him down to this Willie Dance Community Centre. Named after Willie Dance. I don't know who Willie Dance is. And uh, watches him oh, wrestling. <laughs> watches him wrestling with these kids, and I, I get it. I get it, Jessica. You like you've just found someone that he murdered, and he's doing this wrestling with these kids. But like, don't barge in there. Like you're already on on you know being called yeah. out by him on YouTube. Don't barge in there. He's not going to murder one of these kids like like now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they're they playing with a serial killer. Yes, I understand. But just think about what he's going to do. He's not going to do anything like right now when all this, you know, everyone's watching him. 
So I was just like, this I is such a, a bad idea. <laughs> Don't do it. I have a definition from Urban Dictionary for Willie Dance, if you want to know okay. that yeah, one. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> when a male stands naked with his legs spread and thrusts in a forward and backward motion, making his spam dagger stab against his, his back. His spam dagger. Wow. This is but why? used as a dance of celebration and joy. <laughs> but why would you... <laughs> Why would you call this place where these kids do wrestling after it is what I mean? <laughs> uh, no, the, other, the second one is when no-neck men blow off some steam and cause a mass Facebook humor fest. Neil had a willy dance last night, 300 comments <laughs> later on Facebook, and no one is doing any work. I don't get it. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I do, however, right. like like you reminding me of the term spam dagger, Robin. Cause spam I that dagger? <laughs> I mean, the first search result is a YouTube video that says Leave Schreiber's Willy Dance, and it's from the Ellen Show, but I don't want to click on it. Oh, leave. <laughs> leave it alone, leave. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what do you guys think about this? Like, Tammy, uh, what do you think about her doing this? Um, yeah, it was stupid. I like the scene. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the scene, but that doesn't mean that it was a smart move. And because I agree with you, it's like she, he's not going to kill those kids. Um, and he, uh, <laughs> this is the difference between this and Punisher. Salinger actually has a code so far <laughs> that we know and can follow, whereas the Punisher has a wish-washy code <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> actually make any fucking sense. Fight me. There's no way that <laughs> fucking code makes sense. But this guy, Salinger, actually, like, there's You're saying a code, he's a better human being than Frank Carson, Tammy. Uh... No, but his oh, character makes more definitely sense. Definitely the hill you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's. And Frank a Castle's human. going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On that hill. It's nice, a better or worse human being, but his code makes, from yeah. a writer's standpoint, much more sense. It's so so much you're 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 saying Frank is an unhinged sociopath, and Salinger <laughs> is basically Dexter. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Like, I, Hopefully not Dexter Season 7. But oh, let, 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 let's not go there. <laughs> well, he did build that gazebo, so maybe he's got access to a lot of Oh, no. I think my, I do love, at the very end, I love the last shot of Jessica when she's walking away. All the kids are cheering because they've just oh, seen yeah. their creepy wrestling coach get beaten up, and it's great. Um, <laughs> but I love when Jessica walks away and she kind of has this little smile on her face. Because I, th- I like in this season, we're really getting her kind of embracing being a hero. And we've never seen that before, even in like Defenders and everything. You know, she's she's embracing her role. Um, and that seems to be where they're going like with the storyline, like the different ways that she does it, as opposed to I, Trish. Just, and I, I love it. It's great. I'm going to be honest, if I'm up early enough, I may watch some of episode eight in the morning. Because I just noticed because Sanders... Uh, He's going to come back at her heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. He humiliated him in front of the kids who, sir, who he, in his twisted mind, worship and adore him. Yeah, he feels like he's worked hard to earn their respect. Yeah, he's proven it. He's not the hero anymore. Yeah. And she embarrassed him in front of the internet. <laughs> Those videos are going to get Oh, yeah, all, all the kids videoing it, and he's like... The, the fact that she didn't lose control is a huge step forward for Jessica. Yeah. Yep. It's the woman that flung her supposed best friend and stepsister out of window an hour ago. <laughs> I really thought when she when she like had him pinned, she was going to say, 
like she's going to do a move on him and be like, I call it the half whopping jaw effect or whatever it was the move was called. But then when she said about Nathan, I was like, ooh, <laughs> just as good. But, he, but that's the other thing that I thought was stupid on her part. Oh, yeah. She shouldn't have said yeah. anything about him. No, she and, shouldn't and, have. and she didn't physically lose control, but that was a loss of control for yeah. her to mention anything about Nathan. She shouldn't have gloated. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because now I can imagine that something's going to happen. He's going to put something in place and then that's going to, they won't be able to get him on that either. And yeah, because this show is 13 episodes and it is longer than it needs to be. And then you need, you need stuff to go wrong for, for Jessica's side in order for them not to be able to catch this guy. Yeah. Um, I was wondering today, like, okay, where do we go from here? Like they, well, when they arrested him, I'm like, okay, we got like seven episodes left. Right. (laughs) But also, we don't even know if there's any evidence linking him with that because, um, you know, they say that the whole the whole team helped um, build that gazebo. It wasn't just him, you know. So there's yeah. nothing, you know, it's, it, it's um, you know, there's nothing directly linking him as, as yet until we find out if there's any DNA evidence. So who knows? So let's talk about Trish because, girl, <laughs> I've got some issues with you. <laughs> Uh, so we first see Trish when, um, I mean, pretty much the first time we sort of have her doing stuff on, you know, that's kind of significant is when she has the uh, the sort of argument with her mum, with Dorothy, after Jessica has revealed that Trish has powers. And yes. Dorothy is, as she says in her own words, hurt, horrified and afraid, I think, yeah. um, at Trish's powers. I thought this scene was really good. I thought um, Rebecca de Mornay was excellent in this scene because I felt like she is not shying away from the fact that she damaged Trish. She's upset that she feels like Trish is damaged beyond control, but she's not like hiding the fact that she she felt that she did damage Trish, but there's still that narcissism in place that she can't quite apologise or admit it. I hope you guys know what I mean. Yeah, but I felt like she was kind of taking it almost like she did this to Trish. Like she, like if Trish dies, she's the reason she died. Mm. Well, because Trish says to her, like you're the reason I'm like this or something, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've honestly, like, I mean, I remember when we first met Trish's mom uh, in season one, and she's a child abuser, you know? Mm-hmm. She's, oh yeah, and, 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 yeah. And she does not care, and she's, she went on and moved on to abuse other children afterwards. And I, I really ha- have uh, been kind of repulsed by this uh, uh, character, uh, you know, reinvention here. It's like, oh, she's just this, you know, silly woman that's uh, that you know just wants to put Trish in front of cameras and stuff. And oh, isn't she funny? I I'm so gl- I was so happy when Trish pretty much laid her out and was just mm. like, I'm 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 like this because of you, not not because of me, me yeah. you know. I think we said, like, last week, like, Dorothy is the best and the worst because she's the best. She's very entertaining to watch, and the actress, I think, is fantastic, but she's, like, the worst human being. But this is the thing. Like, she's she's such a detestable character, but I love watching her as opposed Mm -hmm. to a character that I just detest, like Karen. Um, Actually, no, because I I did love love watching Karen because I thought the actress did such a great job, but... I don't know. I guess like Trish at the moment. Trish just winds me up so much. I just don't want to watch her, you know? Yeah. So. I'm actually sorry, Dallas. Or like Lewis. <laughs> Lewis in Punisher. Lewis in Punisher. I just, 
was like, I don't want to watch you because I just, I just can't with you, you know? I hate at the end of that scene, she just turns on the tears and Trish is right back into feeling guilty about it. It's like, you don't feel guilty. She's an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, she calls Trish the love of her life as well. It says, I was so glad to have you back in my life. And then kind of leaves. Yeah, that was. But I I will say, like, that is, it's such a a real, true, I mean, as much as you're going to get in a hero you know, hero-based show, mm-hmm. but it's such a real dynamic between child abusers and their children. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so real, and I think that's why it's kind of painful to watch. Um, but yeah, they both play it so well. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these children who are abused still want that They love want their parents' their love. Parents. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's... It's just all about manipulation. It's just gross. And sad. Mm. Yeah, I can. My next note for Trish is that it's a a bit more, you know, a bit more of a happy note. I love that she calls Eric a mood ring, and I was like, oh my god, he is a mood ring. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like that, and that's when he wakes up and she's creepily watching him in bed. It's like, what? (laughs) Because like last week, Jessica was watching him in bed. It's like Eric just keeps waking up, and women are watching him sleep. Just saying, Eric, I'll watch you sleep, baby. I'll watch you sleep. (laughs) Um, And this is when she says about she doesn't get thank yous very often. And I was like, (laughs) my exact notes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So the next time we see Trish is when she's getting annoyed at Jessica and Eric um, because she's saying that she's annoyed that Eric basically says that he can't testify. And Trish is annoyed that Jessica is standing up for him. And this is when she says to her, don't ever lecture me on knowing what the stakes are again. Yeah. Yeah. So, not good. So even though they enjoyed their little team up earlier, they, you know. Yeah. Go on, Terry. He almost died. Like, fuck Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Give him a break. Poor guy. Poor sexy guy. (laughs) (laughs) so uh she's uh, her and jessica have an argument later as well about and this is when they discuss this new plan and they're going to head off to wappinger falls and then we've pretty much kind of covered all the stuff there apart from you know obviously trish speaking on jessica's behalf is not cool not cool trish um and she has her proxy trish thinks they're a team now Oh, yeah, but... Oh, no. No. No, Trish. <laughs> Just no. I, I do love when they're about to leave and um, what Jillian says about taking hand sanitizer. I know. I love it. Jillian is... <laughs> is yeah. base quote, but that's hilarious. It's so cool. Uh, <laughs> and the, I think the last time we see Trish is when she is deciding whether or not to call the New York Bulletin and decides to and calls in a tip about this masked vigilante and <laughs> just calls and then stands and poses on this bridge. Yeah, and then like, shots. <laughs> <laughs> and then like it's runs fun. off and looks back and is like, yes, that's right. Get a photo of me. Wink. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Trish, you know, standing there on this bridge, you know, looking over her shoulders and covering her mouth or, you know, that's how not to do it. And, 
Jessica <sighs> taking Salinger down in front of those kids with you know with all those uh, cameras going it is how to do it, even though it's not that smart. Yeah. But still, it it was it was it was a good moment. Mm. Trish is just like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Somebody thank me. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. That's what it is. That's what it mm. is. It's like this whole thing, and she just needs the attention. It's like, oh, stop. Yeah. Stop. Let's talk about uh, Eric. Sexy, sexy Eric. Um, so we first see him when he's all tied up and uh, mm-hmm. Salinger's got him. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I, I, I gotta ask, how do you recognise... How do you... Uh, yeah, God, the word has gone out of my head. Oh. Reconcile sexy, sexy Eric with drug addict, alcoholic Eric. What do you mean? Isn't Eric sort of seriously uh, substance abusing to try and well, yeah, suppress but, his power? I mean, I, I, he's still sexy. We I mean, all have our problems. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Billy Russo, he was a sexy, sexy man. He was a psychopath, <laughs> but he was a sexy, sexy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we can help, Eric. We all have our down days, Alan. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> a little alcohol and. Drugs. <laughs> this is. I wanted to mention Eric because this is when we see um, really we see sort of how his powers were, or you know the extent of his powers, and also we see uh, we learn a bit more about Salinger because this is when he basically talks to Eric and monologues like a Bond villain, yeah. and is like, oh yeah, you know my my brother, you're just like him. You have an underfed mind. And Salinger's talking about how his father always undermined his achievements and everything. And Eric's just like, "Uh uh-huh, just desperately trying to undo his hands. Um, Yeah, this is one of those, uh, like, you just like, oh, shut up. Writer's moments where it's like the villain says, oh, you're trying to get me talking, obviously, because that's what they're supposed to do. And then just continues to talk. (laughs) Just just like... So the writer's kind of like, yeah, we, we, we're doing this. And, we're doing uh, this, he's but it, so he's still okay. going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it ironically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, when he grabs, like, when he when he sort of realises that Eric's got this kind of, like, allergy to evil, I guess, or allergy to him, <laughs> is kind of creepy because then he's just kind of approaching him and it's like, as he approaches him and gets, like, near and further, he's like, the buzzing just goes up and down. It's so great. And then when he grabs yeah, him and he's just, say- nose is bleeding, oh. Can you imagine if they replaced the like, you know, the headache symptoms with all of a sudden you just start sneezing? Can you? Okay. So if Eric but, has a has an allergy to a lack of empathy, can you imagine if he went on like one of those tours of the White House? <laughs> His head would explode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, actually, in fairness, now when uh, Salinger was leaning close to him, he got a nosebleed. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I was just surprised his eyeballs didn't like. I think maybe there was a little bit out of the eyes. I was surprised his eyeballs didn't pop in his head. It was like, oh. Uh, also, speaking of Salinger, we we learned that Salinger's dad stabbed Salinger in the chest at the funeral of his brother. <laughs> what? And they just kind of he just mentioned that, and then it was done. I was like, no, go back to that. What? What? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, we do le- learn from the police officer too later on that, like, she says she wishes that she could have protected him because the father was like so terrible to him after the brother died mm-hmm. but jeez yeah. Louise stabbing at a funeral <laughs> God. Yeah. Robert Patrick mm. would never do that 
No. <laughs> Robert Patrick would never do it. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, another little note with Eric is I wanted to mention is when Barry finds that he's alive and leaps on, on him on the bed and they refer to each other as shithead and arsehole. I was like, oh, yeah. that's such a sibling thing to do. I love it. <laughs> it's very sweet. Um, and yeah, I it, was a little, it was a little close. It was a little, they were a little close. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not that, I'm not that close to my brothers at all. I don't know if I've ever leaped into my sister's bed before. You know. were reg- are you saying they're a regular pair of Lannisters, Robin? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's all my notes for Eric. Um, I think that's it. Because, like, apart from he find, you know, he likes snuggling out with Jessica because she's, like, uh, uh, an aspirin to him. And then he also worries that they might have unleashed Salinger on the world. Which I didn't get because I was like, well, he was already doing it. The only thing he's kind of learned is that you have powers as well now, Eric. But he was going to go after you anyway. So I don't get what he meant by he's unleashed him. I think he said something about him being, like, activate. Well, maybe that's not the wrong word, but, like, activate it now. Like, he's ready to go. Yeah, um, I didn't didn't get it. Full-blown now. Full-blown serial killer. (laughs) Yeah. After the cheaters. Yeah, because I think when Salinger was talking to Eric, it seemed like... He's ready to go after the the super powered ones, which he was not doing before. Right. Okay. So I, I my thought was that's really where they've kind of unleashed him. He's now stabbed and almost killed one of them twice, and mm. the other one he's had captive and almost killed, but was stopped by Jessica. So yeah, I think he's shot. kind of yeah, they're doing a really shitty job, and he's seeing that. <laughs> Right. All he's doing is learning. So, yeah. Oh, he's such a creep. He really is. <laughs> he's like, I, I love him as a villain. I think he's great. He's just like a creepy, creepy dude. Uh, okay, so who should we talk about next? Should we talk about... Uh, is there anything you want to go over with, with Salinger that we haven't said? And then we'll do a quick bit of Malcolm and Jerry and that's it. I just keep thinking he's related to uh, uh, the family from Party of Five because that's all I think about when I hear Salinger. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I guess I'm alone. Don't think you love like JD Salinger, like one of the most famous I am novelists. Party of Five. And, and, uh, Catcher in the Rye. You don't think of uh, oh god, what was his name? Uh, something Salinger who played Captain America. He was the first oh, live Matt action Salinger. Captain America. Matt Salinger, yeah. Yep, still think of Party of Five more than <laughs> Captain America. Oh wow, I was. Mm. <laughs> Beware image search, you guys. I was I was googling to try to find a picture of Salinger, and there was something not safe for work, like the fourth row down, oh surrounded God. by pictures of like Christian Ritter and God that plays Salinger. <laughs> anyway. My uh, my right. friend, the other speaking I will not of <laughs> speaking of Google, and this isn't bigging myself up. It's just like how rare my name is. My friend at work didn't believe me when I told him how rare my name is, like my full name, like including my surname. And I was like, no, seriously, it's so rare. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And he was like, have you ever Googled yourself? And I was like, I guarantee if you Google me, like all the first like five rows will be me, and there's not another person with my name. Yep, if you Google me, like literally, like image yep. search, yeah, you have to scroll down to find anything that isn't related to me. It's kind of scary. Wow, you're famous. I'm not famous. It's just because there's only one of me. That's it. Yeah. So this isn't bigging myself up. It just means I'd be incredibly easy for a stalker to find if someone wanted to stalk me because I'm the only one. 
And now they're just pictures of her with Tom Holland on. Yeah, my BFF. <laughs> yeah, we're totally BFFs. We're just skipping through, uh, holding hands at the pub, drinking a pint, you know, with two straws. <laughs> Well, some of what goes down is a uh, screen cap of Agent Cooper and and the subtitle saying, "You must think I'm really strange." <laughs> so, That's why yeah. that works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so where they know there is both in New Zealand somebody who shares my name exact spelling and somebody else in New Zealand could be the same person <laughs> who uses my internet handle and is a telephone engineer. So do I That's have a weird. phone or is there an alt air version of me living in New Zealand? you got a full-on Kiwi doppelganger. Yeah. You need to go me. You need to track him down. No, I, I'm afraid he might be the anti-me and the result could accidentally destroy the universe. <laughs> no, I, I'm happy He's really clean-shaven. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm living in Finland. You know, I'm, I'm physically as far away as I can be from him and stay in the same time. <laughs> You're like I'm never going. I must never go to New Zealand again. It will be like like Time Cop, where the two I, the two guys meet and oh, the the, the worst CGI gloop dissolved. Yes, they turn into the CGI gloop. Yeah. <laughs> so Malcolm, uh, what's going on with Malcolm, guys? Oh, uh, the time to make him back. Like, why the hell did he suddenly drop out of the happy? relationship he was in and bang Eric's sister I mean we, yeah. what yeah well, I, I don't I still don't understand why he yeah why why did he do that I don't understand oh he's just it's so just, angry he's just so angry about everything he just wants to be a big man you know that's all I, I see when he like started going big... on about I want to be a man I was like shut up yeah Malcolm. you know like oh it's just <laughs> I think my favorite part was like Malcolm beats down this pimp and then and then he's like he looks at Barry and she, he's like, yeah, your brother might be already dead. Guess who's next? He walks away. And all Barry is saying is like, what, is that? what does that even mean? I agree. I agree, Barry. <laughs> and he basically says, you, like he says to Jessica, I think later, he's like, because Jessica's worried about Barry. And he's like, oh, no, she has to find her own way to, to me or something. I was like, what were you sure. talking about? Get her some help. Like, sure. like, just, what, you, Malcolm? Not everybody's a heroin addict, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. You, you can help people and not just like, no, they can help themselves. I mean, I like that they've changed his character, obviously, for, obviously from season one. He's developed, but I just don't like what he's developed into. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't like know. polished fixer, Malcolm. That's not bad. But then we get into this, I don't even know what's going to him lifting weights. And, oh. Yeah. I don't. Scowling at the mirror. Like, this <laughs> yeah. episode in particular was like, what are you doing? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, I don't, I don't get what's going on. Why you stuff with your hot girlfriend? Like, <laughs> your yeah. hot, smart girlfriend. So he's decided he wants to go after Salinger um, as well, because he's so disgusted that Jerry is representing a serial killer. That's like his line. Anybody that's not going to believe that I'm a fraud, it's Salinger. So I'm going to get his attention. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. That he's like, well, I'm going to go after Salinger as well. It's like, I I feel like they did it just so Malcolm's working with Jessica again. Yeah. They need to get him away from kind of Hogarth and get him working with Jessica. Like the team's back together, you know, type thing. Um, Job's already been taken. Jillian ain't moving. 
Yeah. Oh, Gillian. I love Gillian. <laughs> Gillian refers to Malcolm as the old her. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Okay. Can I ask an out of temporal question? And obviously, it's not forward; it's backwards. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do you remember when Trish was trying on costumes? Yes. And you see this bright yellow sort of spandex thing, or green, and she goes, hell no. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. that has to be a reference to something that the character wore in comics. It's it's her costume it's from her, the comics. It's her costume, yeah. Yeah. Hellcat. Yeah, it's the Hellcat costume. <laughs> love it. And I love that they keep dressing her in blue, um, blue and yellow whenever she goes out fighting crime, which is the Hellcat colours. It's kind of nice. I wish she had a better costume, though, rather than just a scarf and some sunglasses. Because they keep calling her like the master vigilante. I'm like, she's not. A, she's she's a woman wearing a scarf and a hat. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Um, it just kind of winds me up. So, yeah, he's uh, Malcolm apologizes to Zaya because for snapping at her the previous day. But obviously, he knows that he's been having some loving with Barry. Um, but Zaya also now knows by the end of these episodes that Malcolm knows something about this Master Vigilante because she watches the security footage. And I really thought that it, during that, Trish took her, her mask off and Zaya was going to realise who she was. But um, I, I think I was remembering it I right. I think she was, like, off camera, though. That Like, her... Oh, uh, Zaya looking at the camera doesn't see... Right, Trish okay. Now. Yeah, I couldn't... Because I couldn't at least Trish is smart enough to <laughs> do that. Yeah. Zaya, by the way, played by Tiffany Mack who played a stripper named Destiny on an episode of iZombie called Pour, Pour Some Sugar, Zombie. Oh, <laughs> no, that hurt me then. What? <laughs> I, yeah, and, and, and actually, uh, there, um, Darren Norris plays this, uh, you know, lecturer's guy named Johnny Frost, uh, a t- t- over-tan TV weather man, and uh, uh, Tiffany Mack, uh, you know, who plays Zaya, uh, came by and was like, you know, it's your 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 turn is up for the champagne room, and he's like, I do believe Destiny's calling. <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> no! So that's where <laughs> I really like this actress. I think she's really good, and I agree. Yeah. Like, it's like with Malcolm. Like in terms of her character, I like that she's not an angel. She's not like this perfect little angel that Malcolm could be, you know, cheating on or whatever. She's She's pretty ruthless as well. You know, she just wants to get to the top and she's willing to kind of do whatever it takes as well with Jerry to get there. But she's not as ruthless to say, like, a, you know, a Jerry. She's not as heartless as a Jerry. No, but she knows what she wants. And, and, and like, with Malcolm, the whole season, he's been all wishy-washy where she just knows what she wants. And she's like, yeah, this is what I got to do. Mm. And also, she's not taking on guilt or blame for things she's not doing where Malcolm does it all the fucking time and it's so annoying yeah it's like don't you don't even you have nothing to do with other than you did your job you went and released these videos about this guy he did a bunch of terrible things so all of this shit is on him it's not on you so stop trying to act like everything is about you Malcolm because it's not it's just mm-hmm I really just like his character this season. And also, <laughs> he, he keeps going on about how he wants to help people. You know, he always wanted to help people and all this. But it, it frustrates me because it's like you could have gone back and gone back to studying to be a social worker, which is what you were doing. You could have done that. It's not like yeah. you haven't had the opportunities. Um, and it, I just don't I don't get where he's coming from. Like he's been forced almost to to do this. And it's like, you no, you chose to do this. I, yeah, he, he, I find him very frustrating. 
Um, I don't really think we've got any other notes from Malcolm. We see him at the end, obviously, when Jessica takes out Salinger, which is great. Um, yep. And then Hogarth. I mean, the main scene with Hogarth we have to talk about is Bagelgate, where... <laughs> which I doesn't even have Hogarth. That has Hogarth's kid. I'm not Hogarth. No, it's uh, ki- kid's oh, kid. My, 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 I'm sorry. It's, it's all right. 20 past, it's 25 past 12. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Your brain's slowly going to sleep. Yeah, so I I, I I don't know who this actor is who plays Laurent. I kind of love him. I felt really bad for him. But I just love that he hit the bagels and it just was like, he's like, how dare you bring bagels? I asked for hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like her going to, like I guess, the funeral or whatever, that's really shitty, Jerry. Don't do that. You no, need to what? just stay away. The kid is going to be like, oh, thank God you're here. Not at all. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Thank you for bringing food. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like yeah, is because, not gonna yeah, get because it's an American funeral and nobody else has brought food. It's a yeah, it's a oh uh, fun fact actually. Um, Peter Leone, uh, Kith Leone, and Laurent Leone are all related to Natasha Leone. Um, oh, so I just figured I'd bring that into the conversation as well. Oh, awesome! Well, I'm sure Natasha would have sorted out the food for the funeral. So I mean, Jerry really yeah. wouldn't have had to have brought this. You know, mm. she's probably taking good care of them. <laughs> with her Hollywood bucks <laughs> I don't know um, and then this is also where Jerry hurts her wrist and I kind of thought they, they didn't bring that much attention to it but obviously she's wearing the little wrist guard thing later and I like I like it's kind of a little thing because it, it, it sort of shows we're getting these more more and more hints or you're not hints but um, it, it's becoming more obvious that she can be hurt that her condition, condition is deteriorating and it's like a more of a constant reminder to her about her condition. So I like that. I think that's good. Uh, we also have to, the other Jerry thing we have to mention is when she's having the conversation with Zaya about their clients and losing their clients. And we uh, get a mention of a certain little uh, little doggy Rand on his travels around the Far East mm-hmm. on a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. oh uh, t- uh, side character note. Isn't her former partner utterly slimy? Oh, yeah, but they always were. I was glad to see him back, because we haven't seen him in ages. Um, I can't remember if it was... Was it... Yeah, it must have been Iron Fist Season 2 he was in. When she... Yeah, it must have been Iron Fist Season 2. Yeah. But he's still slimy. But I like that she congratulates him on, him on coming out when, you know, he didn't have a choice because <laughs> she was going to blackmail him. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And we she hear she about, go to jail for that. She yeah. should go to jail for it. Yeah, for at least a year. At least. Yeah, she should go to the raft. After she's gonna get, after she could get off for like no time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she doesn't mention that when she's talking about blackmailing. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Do you guys have any other notes you wanted to mention? About Jerry? Well, or, about anyone. Or, I mean, Jerry. There's well, not that I, much more stuff with her. Well, the 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 Jerry of it all went when she goes back and has this conversation with uh, uh, Jessica after. Um, representing Salinger, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like she mentions this whole thing, she's like, "Well, he did look up my grade school record records. Like, yeah. there's nothing, nothing to worry about here." Like, yeah, oh, he's, such, he's such a misogynistic, disgusting human. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's so gross. Like when he goes and talks to Zaya and uh, Jerry, and the way he talks down to them. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that scene. Yeah. No, and then right. when he, and then when he tells like 
Jerry, like, in, when they were getting in the car, he's like, you're not the only one with a law degree. It's like, whatever, you've not done anything. Fuck you. Okay, wrestling coach. Yeah. Yeah, I really hate him. Serial killing wrestling coach. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's awful. I'm going to be glad when Trish kills him and then goes away for murder. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, is that your, is that your prediction? <laughs> yeah, I don't think... <laughs> Jessica will not kill him, and Trish will. Cause yeah, how, how did Daredevil end? How did, what was the last thing we saw of Daredevil? Like, in Daredevil season three, they were sitting yeah. in the sitting in the bar, I think, having drinks, weren't they? And then we yeah, get the well, the creation of Bullseye. Ending. We get the creation yeah, of Bullseye, which, oh, yeah, which wasn't right. good. <laughs> that was just the worst. Honestly, the the way uh, Iron Fist ended, I was like, what? What? I want to see. You can't leave it there. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering if like, is Jessica Jones going to have like a same like dark ending as Iron Fist and Luke Cage did. I mean, Iron Fist didn't I mean, really have a dark ending. It just had a, it had an ambiguous just, ending. Just bullets? <laughs> it had glowing yellow bullets. Come on. Okay. I thought that was fun. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you look forward to the next it's, season. That yeah, we we were like happen. really up for season three when we saw the end of Iron Fist season two. Iron Fist. Yeah, shooting guns. <laughs> That's a ra- that's a, a Orson Randall Iron Fist reference. It was yeah. all. I mean, it was it was yeah. a thing that had to. A lot of people were like confused by. It, I think the end of Iron Fist season two, um, because it was so heavily um, influenced by the comics. And if you if you knew the comics, like I know Rebecca, our listener, who's a big Iron Fist fan, was like freaking out at the end of Iron Fist season two because the implications in that scene of. The, the guns, you know, firing the chi bullets and the mention of Orson Randall and all that kind of thing is very tied in with, like, fan favourite moments from the Iron Fist comics. And uh, it made me, it definitely made me excited because I wanted to see, I wanted to see Ward and Danny on on tour in the Far East. It would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought it looked like it, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought the end of Iron Fist seemed like it was going to be so fun for the next season. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very excited, and then I was yeah. not excited anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was excited to see more of Mary as well, and to see like Typhoid Mary. If we find, oh, we finally yeah. got like the Bloody Mary version, which we never did, and yeah, I was kind of, I was really sad because I, like, I thought season two of Iron was such a big improvement on season one. Yeah, I will say about this season, uh, so far, guys, and I don't know what you think. I'm preferring this season to season two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I did not buy her stuff at I, all. You, you didn't really. I don't know if you had a strong villain in season two. Yeah, yeah I, 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 like, coming off Kilgrave, it was going to be hard to follow up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. So okay, let's uh, let's do some Easter eggs, guys. I hope you guys are hungry, and have your bellies ready to <laughs> embrace my 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 eggs. <laughs> I'm the xenomorph queen <laughs> so these are from as always from Den of Geek Den of Geek as, as well a lot more of their easter eggs nowadays are kind of them just going huh that thing could have been related to that but it's probably not anyway I'm off to have a sandwich bye so I have to kind of actually go through them a bit more and pick out some that are relevant so um <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it feels. It's like I'm I'm reading it. So they do mention that Jessica throwing Trish out the window to out her to her mother 
almost feels like an alternate cut of Richard Donner's Superman 2, in which Lois Lane jumped out a window at the Daily Planet in an attempt to force Clark Kent to reveal his identity. Yep, I, I totally yeah, thought that. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jerry, said she, uh, Jerry said he'd never authorise her uh, leaving... Jerry says he'd never authorise leaving her as a client, but Danny Rand is on some sort of sabbatical. Why it would be fun and amusing to read this as a reference to Iron Fist's cancellation, this season was already well into production at the time that this was announced. Instead, it's a reference to the actual conclusion of Iron Fist Season 2, which saw Danny Rand heading off to travel the world to get his head back together. Mm. So, obviously, yeah. Uh, Jessica breaking Malcolm's door is a running joke that dates back to her own problems keeping, keeping her office door intact during Season 1. Yeah, for sure. I did. I did uh, was that in those two episodes? There's a thing that's mentioned. There's no point in having a, you know, having glass in your door kind of defeats the purpose of having a security belt. Yeah. Well, the amount of times that glass has been broken as well. Like she's gone through like what three or four of those by now. I think we're going to yeah. see that get smashed by the end of the season, aren't we? I kind of predict we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as expected, WJBP TV is back. They are basically the official local news station of the MCU version of New York City. So, yeah, I was happy to see them back. Um, oh, we didn't talk about how uh, Salinger called Jessica a feminist vindicator. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to mention that. Um, and he says maybe, so it says here, Salinger calls himself as an easy target and Jessica and Trish feminist vindicators saying maybe they're trying to take back the night referring to the protest movement that started on college campuses in the 1980s to end sexual assault and invoke some incel rhetoric. Uh, this episode had some elements reminiscent of Alias Volume 2, where Jessica investigates the disappearance of a supposedly powered teen girl in a small old-fashioned town with a church preaching hatred against powered people. In both stories, the townspeople know who Jessica is and are on guard when she arrives, making her investigation more difficult. Much like Jessica's friendship, uh, much like Jessica's relationship with the sheriff here, in the comics there's a local journalist who at first seems like a frustrating nuisance, but ultimately they have a more complicated relationship and she's more helpful. So they might have been influenced by that. Um, Trish pulls a version of a Peter Parker here, calling in a tip on herself to get her picture in the paper. I was like, yeah, it was quite Peter Parkerish. <laughs> Oh, and, and we do. She wanted a free fashion photo shoot. So that's <laughs> the other reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Robin, Robin, we they actually reveal who Willie dances. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Tell me. Hold, hold on to your hat or, if you're wearing oh, one. Okay, I'm glad you said hat. <laughs> hold yeah, on to your yeah, socks. Like... <laughs> hold on to your Willie dance. <laughs> so this might be the deepest cut in the history of the Marvel Netflix shows. Gregory is teaching wrestling at the Willie Dance Community Center. Willie Dance appeared exact, in exactly one Marvel comic in the pages of Luke Cage in 1975. So he's in one page. Oh, no. Yeah, in one comic. Uh, he was a dim-witted wrestler who accidentally drank the Super Soldier Serum and became X the Marvel. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now we know. The more never you know. Never heard of him again. <laughs> never to be heard of again until now. <laughs> Until he was on Urban Dictionary, named after him. Okay, yeah. so let's talk about some quotes, guys. There was quite a lot, uh, lot in these ones. So, Robin, do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, I've got a few. <clears throat> uh, I'll come down when you're ready for my official statement. Till then, I'll be drunk. 
Yep. Alan, go. Uh, my brain has ceased functioning and can recall nothing. That's okay. Uh, can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I say probably not so much a quote as a moment when Jessica chucks Trish out the window? Yes. You <laughs> could... whatever, whatever she said. Did she say something quippy just before that? Uh, probably. <laughs> you could you could do Dorothy go ah what did you do whatever she said <laughs> uh, I'll show you window pane <laughs> oh no oh no uh, at Robin at least it was out the open window and not through the window <laughs> <laughs> yeah Trish just bounces off the glass <laughs> whoops <laughs> yeah you think, I, um... you think Jessica would replace the glass in her door with you know perspex or yeah it's not as much fun she needs to be able to throw people through it. I like, uh, I like Sal. I like a deadpan Salinger. Like I liked last week when he looked at the hand and said, "Do I know you?" That really made me laugh. The one that really made me laugh this week that he said was when Eric's trying to escape from the chair and he, fall- he falls off the chair, and Salinger goes, "You're spoiling my shots." That really made me laugh. <laughs> He's such a creep. Uh, Will, your turn. Uh, I didn't write down that. I mean, I did like uh, Jessica's class dismissed at the end. Yeah, that was yeah. badass. It's awesome. Tammy Tams. I'm not a fan of anything that orange. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I also have Dorothy's quote, which is, please don't tell me you're a couple. There are much better lesbians out there. <laughs> 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 I just imagined Vicky, our previous guest, just waving her hand, going, me, me. <laughs> uh, anyone else? Robin, do you want to go? Okay. I've, got, I've got several, so I mean, just coming off. Yeah. Um, uh, Jillian, Barky Barky. Oh, I love that. Barky Barky. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got Jillian's. Miss Jones doesn't like people enough to take on a partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Actually, uh, oh, so... From the Jillian perspective, uh, <laughs> Jessica Jessica walks in and goes, "It's well after five you know, Yeah, but I actually like her. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that line. I like this one because it made me just think that the defenders were going to show up, which is when Jessica says, "How many superheroes does it take to lock up a psycho killer? More than two, apparently." And I just wanted the defenders <laughs> to be like, "Don't worry, we're here." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody said it yet, so I'm gonna have to say it. I am psychologically shutting down. <laughs> this is very oh, triggering God. to me. <laughs> oh, damn it. No, somebody help. Oh, God. <laughs> I like her. She's like, I'm not all right. I'm not all right. <laughs> that was a very so accurate good. Trish impression. <laughs> oh, that's um, so good. Uh, this so is good. This is what happens when you give a shit, the world flings it back at you. I thought that was just that's perfect, Jessica. <laughs> I like Jessica as well saying to the sheriff that Bobby McBertie stole the snowblower. His statement didn't add up. I just like his name's Bobby McBertie as well. Uh, and I like Dorothy when she's talking about Jessica because Trish says, I know how you feel about powered people. And Dorothy talks about Jessica. She says, that's not why I like, I don't like her. She's rude, violent, and ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that that's really why she doesn't like Jessica. It's nothing to do with her powers. Yeah, she doesn't care about her powers. <laughs> no. And this is uh this is the perfect uh you know, dialogue between Trish and Jessica they have in uh, the second episode. Uh, 
Trish, are you still a hero if no one thinks you are? And Jessica, like I give a shit what other people think. <laughs> exactly. You hear that, Trish? Hear that? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Trish. Well, I, I did. I did like when Jessica's telling Trish that things are dangerous, and Trish goes, "I get the point. It's dangerous. I could die." <laughs> <laughs> She's like just so bored of that conversation already. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That was our quotes. So now it's time for feedback. We have two emails, both from our uh, last week's guest, Alan. Uh, does anyone not not you, Alan? Other Alan? Uh, you become me face. We have what? more. We have more than one Alan. So so other Alan, would you like to read an email from other Alan? Alan K, would you like to read an email from Alan S? Or uh, uh, Robin, would you like to read one? I, yeah. I can, I can happily read. I'll, 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 I'll let you, I'll let you not do it, Alan, because I know you're very tired. <laughs> yeah, it's five forty-three over here, so. <laughs> I'm yeah, a little bit more awake. It's zero zero forty-three over here. Oh man! <laughs> right, I've put well, it, I'm putting it in the chat, Robin. All right. Uh, someone, oh, someone just popped up a. Uh, Crazy. I think I might have. It might be in there twice. I oh, know it's only in there once. This is his okay. one about episode six. It is quite long. We also have one about episode seven. Hey guys, is it weird that I spent the first ten minutes of the episode wondering what the red mark on Jessica's top was? <laughs> it's her heart. Uh, it's a cutie mark. <laughs> yeah, she's a cute little Jessica Care Bear. Uh, wait, no, that's a My Little Pony reference. Sorry, gosh, I'm getting those mixed up. Anyway, um, I have to say I'm really loving Jessica as a character of this series. She seems to be finally embracing her heroic side while still keeping herself grounded, unlike certain other allies of hers. I don't think she has a drink through the whole episode either. Oh, no, she does have one. She has one in the motel. Well, well, Trish has a wilted salad. (laughs) I share Jessica's frustration this episode. I think this is the best investigation work she's done in the whole three series to date, and yet despite the evidence she finds, it's still not enough. I think it's getting close to the annoying whining in her ear as Trish as or Trish as others call her <laughs> convincing Jessica that Salinger might need to be punished the wrong way as the right way seems to be failing. It reminds me of the Daredevil Kingpin conflict in Daredevil and that's the highest compliment I can give this guest. Trish the Kingpin of uh, <laughs> Jessica Jones. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Eric survived. Kind of surprised to be honest. The scene where Salinger figured out his power was terrifying, and I can't imagine how he would survive a day in prison, yet alone a whole year. On the subject of the antagonist, we finally get a bit of time with Salinger. The parallels between him and Trish are getting scary. He even has the same stubborn belief that he is the hero. That said, his definition of crime seems to be a bit more petty. I wonder if he killed his brother. I'm fairly certain he killed his father. I have been we don't know down. about his father, do we? We yeah. don't know if the father died or not. That would be interesting to find out. Yeah, like I said, I think that there's definitely more kills out there that he's done. Whether we find out or not, that's another story. But I definitely yeah. think he's killed more people than we know about. Yeah. I mean, not counting the five years during the whole snap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's definitely been addressed in the series. <laughs> yeah, that totally happened. <laughs> I've been ground down to the point of acceptance of Trish's stubborn determination not to realize how serious the situation is. Her arrogance still offends, however. I have a feeling she's going to get one hell of a crash landing when the consequences finally hit. 
Off the back of this episode, it's not hard to argue Trish is one bad day away from being Salinger. He is the Punisher to her Daredevil. Oh, oh wow. Ooh, I like that. I just remember Daredevil and Punisher. Except Salinger has a code. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As Tammy said. I just remember Daredevil and Punisher are both cancelled, and I'm sad now. Aww. Her scene with Dorothy was interesting, though. Jessica outing her both verbally and physically. <laughs> I love out. Yeah, outed, outed her out the window. Uh, <laughs> was uh, well executed. Dorothy was selfish and manipulative throughout. I see where Trish gets it from. Ooh. Uh, speaking of consequences, Malcolm's going to get busted. On a side note, when did he get so ripped or good at fighting? <laughs> all those workouts to be so manly. He's to be a manly man. <laughs> Again, there was a five-year break between uh, season two and season three. Malcolm's going Yeah, Tammy, he's going to be a full-on dog it by the end of the season. <laughs> it's going to be so manly. <laughs> The most manly man. <laughs> that said, I can see why he's staying out of the Jerry plot. To be honest, I found Jerry's story extremely dull in this episode, the exception in being the scene with her and Laurent. I don't like the gleam in Jerry's eyes when she asks about the body parts on the train to her secretary. Anyway, I will send the feedback once I watch episode seven. Hope you're all well. Well, thanks, Alan. And he did. Yes. So that she- wasn't... <laughs> So did Jessica drink in episode six? Because the drink you talked about was episode oh, seven. Oh, that was episode seven. You're right. I stand corrected. Uh-huh. I apologize and tip my hat to you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> my hat that I'm totally wearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we have an email from Alan for uh, episode seven. Tammy or Will, do you want to read that? Will, you can read it. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Will's run away. Find it. It starts hey, with, hey, hey, guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, so this episode takes us. Okay. Hey, guy. Oh, wait. <laughs> the first one starts with, hey, guys. So oh. I just saw that and started reading. <laughs> Sorry. Um, hey, guys. <laughs> I should read it like that. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Uh, you could do a hey, Heidi hey, and do, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hey guys, so this episode takes us over halfway through the season. Wow, that was fast. Regarding the regarding the opening scene, Jerry, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. On the plus side, the super's discrimination plot was always one of the most intriguing threads the show has hinted at, rather than really going into. Hopefully this will last for a few more episodes. Once again, Jessica was my favorite character of the episode. She started to fight smart and boy does she reap the benefits here. The scenes with her and the bigoted cop were really well done and I like how between both these scenes and the scenes between Trish and her mother last week, they've managed to build an interesting parallel to various minority race, sexuality, and gender experiences. Hmm. Which bigoted cop? The sheriff. Oh. Was she the sheriff? I think she's the sheriff. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. That said, the cop does seem to be cured of bigotry very easily. The scene with the gazebo is phenomenal. Also, did Trish get swapped with a different character? <laughs> yes, there is still a degree of arrogance, but she interrupts far less and seems to finally be taking the situation seriously. Nope. That said, 
<laughs> she still seems to have this delusion that being public would be a good thing. I'm sure Jessica would love to swap and be the anonymous hero, but many more paparazzi and this might change. Slight side note, I also noticed Jillian seems to be getting on better and even actively helping Jessica, though that may be because she dislikes Malcolm more. <laughs> Speaking of Malcolm, True. is half his screen time going to be him staring into space, feeling guilty? <laughs> Just, <laughs> that is perfect. That is the perfect description of Malcolm, yes. His plot line is getting duller by the episode. He's turning on Jerry. Normally I would say that was a bad idea, but it looks like he's about to get caught out anyway. I did wonder if the scene with Trish and him in the record room was on camera. One positive is Jessica managing to keep Malcolm secret as an ally. Mm -hmm. Then we get to Jerry. My goodness, could this plot line get worse? <laughs> she betrays Jessica by defending a man she knows is guilty. She's calling someone over the text, sweetie. She's getting <laughs> desperate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that text snafu. Was oh, yeah, cool. we didn't talk about her accidentally, <laughs> oh, like, texting yeah. Zaya. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was bad playing the game well for the first half of the episode then we get to the final scene finally his arrogance gets the better of him Jessica has completely beaten him at his own game and humiliated him to boot it's a great sign of how great Salinger is as a villain that my response after getting over the celebration of Jessica winning was oh crap what's he gonna do in revenge yeah while these emails are getting long, they've grown arms, legs, and a tail, too. <laughs> Sorry to take up half your show. Thanks, Alice. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Alan. And thanks, Will and Robin, for reading those. My, no, no. my voice is still shot from, from partying at Pride yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so now it is time to rate these episodes, guys. We're going to rate them uh, separately. So, uh, Robin, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm giving episode six. Sorry, face. Uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it, you know, it, it, it frustrated me how we literally have a giant tanker full of body parts, and yet we still can't put this idiot away. Uh, so uh, I'm giving it a, uh, because of that. I'm giving it out a um, a six out of ten. Uh, Barry Beaches. Um, <laughs> 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 Uh, also known as a double half whoppinger, but uh, <laughs> the next episode's also called that, um, <laughs> which I liked more. I like I love when the the, the heroes go to suburbia, especially uh, someone like Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, don't know, I just really enjoyed it a lot more. So I'm going to give it uh, eight out of ten sympathy bagels. <laughs> nice, uh, Alan. Um. I like the body part one, but not my terrible favorite. I think I'll give it six dismembered corpses out of eight. Out of eight? <laughs> out of ten? I say out of ten, but there weren't ten dismembered corpses. Okay, so. all right. <laughs> I'm going to average it up to eight out of ten then. <laughs> no, but, I'll, do it, uh, I'll do it six out of ten then. Cool. Between the gazebo, the filmed cop the suburbia, the Trish meltdown and the absolute denouncement in front of his wrestling class uh, I gotta say 
I'm giving the second episode. Uh, was it Wappinger? Wappinger, yeah. Yes, I get. I'm giving it uh, ten broken gazebos out of ten. Wow. Nice. Cool. Okay. Uh, Will. Will. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Claire. Tammy. Uh, I um. Will thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> I like both episodes. I thought the second one was better. I did, yeah, it means uh, yeah, the same word. Yeah, they couldn't get the guy even after all that. They're just they're, they're, they're stretching out. <laughs> they're trying to make this story last longer. But I did like the trip to uh, upstate New York and the gazebo scene. I like Trish flipping out. Um, I liked... Uh, I don't know the Malcolm's. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's been covered. <laughs> I'll give the first episode eight out of ten weird photo shoots, <laughs> and the second episode nine out of ten bureaucratic fiefdoms. I can't remember Ooh, what nice. that's a reference to. I, uh, I, like I think it was both of those could have been weird <laughs> photo shoots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Tammy Tams. Yeah, um, I, Feel I free as well like to the... say your name, Tammy. Go, Tammy! I like the second episode more than the first uh, by a lot. But, um, yeah, the first episode I thought was good just because we got Salinger being full-on fucking creep. Oh my god, with Eric, he was so creepy. Mm. Uh, and I and I agree, they're definitely, like, dragging this out. But I like that they're putting in place reasons of why we're not putting him behind bars right away. And the whole thing is that it's a slow process because we're trying to go through basically the court system and the police system and the current actual judicial system we have in place when we're used to seeing a lot of these superheroes take the law into their own hands and in this season we're watching jessica struggle with being a true like actual hero and in a way doing exactly opposite of what salinger is saying she is which is not cheating and she's trying to go around around it the proper way so I can I can forgive it for taking so long because I see what they're trying to do with that. But as a viewer, I'm just like, just just put him behind bars. He's such a fucking creep. Like take him off the street. <laughs> uh, but I I at least see where they're going with it. So anyway, I give the first episode eight out of ten allergy attacks. The second one I I just I love. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's what it should have been. <laughs> eight out of ten. Oh, um. And the second one, I I just, I loved it. I loved it. I actually just took half a point off because fucking Malcolm, I can't stand him. Um, so I gave it nine and a half out of ten psychological shutdowns. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. I preferred the second episode for sure. I think it was a lot stronger. I liked stuff in the first one, um, but mainly it's, um, I liked all the stuff with Salinger and, and, Mal- uh, and Malcolm uh, and Eric um, just because I thought that was a good way of kind of revealing more about Salinger's character and revealing more about Eric's character as well. So um, that was kind of cool. So I'm going to give that one uh, seven out of ten. Somebody give him, give 
give Eric some Puritan, which in Britain is an allergy medication to help with his allergies. <laughs> Out of ten. <laughs> um, and yeah, I definitely preferred... You can tell I make these up on the spot, can't you? My ratings. Um, I definitely prefer the second one more. I love the whole thing of revealing... Um, about uh, what happened to Nathan. I liked the scene at the end, even though I was like, no, what are you doing? Um, where Jessica goes to confront uh, Salinger at the wrestling. I thought that was great. I really loved Jessica's character. I'm loving her character this season um, for a lot of the reasons that you said, Tammy. The only thing that frustrates me is Trish and Malcolm's character. Um, that is that is frustrating. Um but yeah, love that episode. I'm going to give it nine out of ten. Gazebos that it would be inappropriate to get romantic upon, considering what lies beneath them. God, I don't know. <laughs> so that gives episode six uh, an average of seven out of ten. Unsexy gazebos. Yeah, that would have been an easier way of saying it. <laughs> Yes, I could have just said that. Yes, Claire, Claire as always, a woman of very few words. <laughs> yeah, if I can ramble and say twice as many words as I need, then I, then I will. Uh, <laughs> People who know me will be stunned by how silent I've been in this podcast. <laughs> uh, there's been... Uh, uh, oh, no, don't worry. Uh, yeah, so episode six, an average of seven out of ten. Episode seven, an average of nine out of ten. So I think that's our highest rated episode so far, which is very cool. Uh, so, yeah, that was the uh, episodes for this week. So all I have to do now is tell you what's going to be happening next week, guys. So the first episode we have next week is episode eight, a.k.a. Camera Ready. When Salinger posts a video teasing his next crime, oh, what a little tease, Jessica responds with her own media play. Jerry demands that Malcolm identify the masked woman. Uh, and episode nine is uh, I did something today after a shocking blow. <laughs> it's the opposite of that X-Files episode. Nothing important happened today. <laughs> That's one and two. That's one and two. This is I did something today. After a shocking blow, Jessica is forced to choose between protecting Trish and destroying Salinger. Jerry seizes a chance to get back in Kith's life. Oh, Kith's coming back. Hooray. Oh. That's good. Um, oh, there's always room for cello. Oh, more cello, sexy cello time, please. So, uh, yeah, any predictions for the next couple of episodes, guys? Cringing, uh, looking at the clock. Uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> um, Malcolm, Malcolm zoning out and looking guilty. Yeah. And angrily lifting weights. More Malcolm <laughs> mirror time. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm is Salinger's next victim. Malcolm. I'm looking Ooh. forward to seeing what, what Jessica's uh, media, the thing she's going to do with the media to get back at Salinger is going to be like. I wonder. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, actually, Je- Jessica's going to kill Salinger at least three episodes from the end of the season, and the rest of the season is followed. And mm. Salinger's carefully planned reverse plan. He's basically committing suicide by Jessica in order to take down power people. Oh, that would be Challenger interesting. Is finally re- revealed as Stiltman. <gasps> Please, will we Salinger get? Has it? Salinger will has we... a good identical twin brother, which he's never told anyone about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, will we get a appearance by Turk? Oh God, it has to. Yeah, I I know if we do or not, and I'm not going to say. I'm going to say then yes, yes we do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because you didn't you didn't sound super sad when you said that you knew if we do or not. <laughs> so I'm gonna say yes, we do. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, speaking speaking of Turk, um, Rob Morgan's going to be in uh, London next uh, in the next couple of oh, no, at the end of this month for a Comic Con. You so that and get a drink with them. <laughs> yeah, three best mates. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna get thrown out of that window. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Turk. I'll be like, hey Rob, can I finally throw you through a window, please? It's all I've wanted to see in all the shows. Uh, so anyway, thanks so much, guys, for coming on this week. Um, uh, Alan, where can people find you on the internet? I'll let you go first because I know you're very tired. Um, these days, not much. I mean, I'm on Facebook. I'm not on any podcasts. I'm at Phased Out on Twitter. I don't tweet that often unless for some reason I'm travelling. Cool. But yeah, just look for Phased Out. I'm usually, honestly, I'm mostly involved in helping organise Discord accounts. So if you hook up with the Bratchy community and usually active, or pretty much anything attached to that. Then you will, Podcast. where that is, you will find it, Alan. Probably, or at least people who know me. <laughs> cool. And we uh, they didn't. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Robin, where can people find you? Everywhere. What's your address? Uh, well, I'm in Bennington, Vermont, uh, <laughs> if you want to come visit. Uh uh, right now, I think I'm spread across four podcasts at this point. Um, uh, iZombie podcast. iZombie's wrapping up its final season. And I'm very sad about it. And the podcast is going to be wrapping up, but it's been one hell of a ride. Um, so iZombiePodcast.com. Uh, we Don't Want to Wait is a binge-watch show where I watch shows with uh, my friend Steph. And uh, we're on hiatus right now, but um, we're coming back, and she's going to make me watch Gilmore Girls, and I have no Ooh. idea what I'm... I'm going to drink a lot of coffee, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> I I podcast every once in a while with my friends uh, Derek and Sheena on Round 3. It's kind of like a roundtable discussion podcast where basically it's us just joking around, and for some reason people listen to it. I have no idea. And uh, uh, I have one coming up that is in pre-production called Fright Night Minute, where it's a minute-by-minute minute, uh, podcast uh, all about the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night. And, uh, so far, uh, we've gotten some uh, good guests. We've gotten uh, Mr. Chris Sarandon himself uh, even dropped by wow, to nice. talk to us, and it was uh, the best one of the best days of my life. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. So, so yeah, yeah, that, that's coming. Yeah, um, uh, I, we don't have an address for that, but you can follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. If uh, you're you interested in that, I'm cool. coming around Halloween time. That's yeah. That would be that would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will, what have you been up to? Anything you want to promote this week? No, nothing. Everything's kind of Spartacus, I guess, on summer break. Just because I'm too busy or whatever. I'm all over the place. Too busy partying, but, Will. Yeah, that's why I'm so tired all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, enjoying the uh, few months of sunny weather we get here in Portland every year. Because mm. the rain comes back in October, <laughs> and then it's rain until next summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is what we make going to have a spe- special dark fate episode? Oh, <laughs> yeah, is it? Plan. I haven't talked nice. to my co-host about it yet, but it's <laughs> my plan I have in my head. I have no idea when that's even coming out. Like Terminator Dark Fate. November sometime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a better trailer before then, because <laughs> I wasn't that impressed with that one. No. Was it? 
Cool. And Tammy Tams, what have you got to promote? What What did we start talking about today? Earlier today, in fact. Oh, today we started talking about uh, the rebooted uh, series of The Prisoner, the 2009 series with Ian McAllen. Uh, so we've got six whole episodes of that, which we learned today that they played back to back in three days. So that yeah, <laughs> so it was a complete mini series. Uh, so uh, that should be short, sweet, uh, hopefully okay. The first episode was okay um, and interesting, so that's cool, and not as terrible as we thought it was going to be. And then we also have Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast where we talk about true true crime and we are deadly serious about it. So there you yeah. go. And the one where our, our upcoming one is on Lucy Moderats and the uh, the while you were kind sleeping uh, case. Yeah. Yeah. She's a real creeper. She's a real creep. So yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So Alan and Robin, you get to take us out with an Excelsior. Oh, gosh. You can fight it out amongst yourselves. Uh, you want to do one, two, three? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0, Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!